Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 39. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually find us on Facebook, and through our Facebook link, you will be able to see every single episode as it gets released first thing every single morning. So if you want to like us on Facebook, we appreciate the likes. We appreciate comments. You can uh, reach us there any way you want to. Facebook.com forward slash brick and mortar reporter will find us on Facebook. Also, if you're a Twitter user, it's very easy to find us at BAM Reporter at BAM Reporter for Brick and Mortar Reporter. So those are two ways you can get in touch with us and stay in touch with us and keep up with the latest episodes on the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Now, off to the interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. My name is Christy, and I have got an exciting guest for you on our podcast today. Today, we have Amber Hurdle with us. Now, Amber Hurdle has a couple of different businesses, but she's about balancing work and life. She has Amber Hurdle coaching and training. She's got Moxie Internal Relations. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a businesswoman trying to be extraordinary in all of those categories, and she's here today to tell us about her journey, how she's gotten her business going, and how she's achieved some balance in her life. And hopefully she's going to also tell us how we can too. So Amber, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I've given just a real brief overview of what you are and what you do and that sort of thing, but I know there's a lot more to the story of you and kind of giving us a little bit of background before we go into where you are now. So tell us anything personally, professionally, or about you that you think we would know need to know to kind of get to know you better. Well, probably the the, the number one thing that is my, my story um, that has just really fueled me for my entire career and adult life is um, I was a teen mom. So I had my first child when I was 16 years old and um, talk about getting a work ethic really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> the reality <laughs> check really quick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, I, I completed high school. I, um, I went to college. I left college. Um, I like to say I was on the 10 year plan because that's, from the time I graduated high school to the time I graduated college, that's how long it took me. But I got it done. Um, and so that really, you know, very early on I had to figure out how to juggle a lot of roles, how to be mom and dad, how to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, nurturer and provider. I, I worked four jobs at one time um, to make wow. ends meet and, um, you know, drove all over Nashville getting my daughter to, the, you know, an educational preschool and all my different jobs and juggling babysitters and that sort of thing. So, um, even before I got into my professional career, and, and let me tell you, there are a lot of failures along the way. I was a hot mess. But, you know, I always say you turn your losses into lessons. So yes. I, I might have to learn the hard way, but I've learned. And now I, I feel like I've, I've really experienced life in a way that helps me inspire others to figure out what success looks like for them and then mm-hmm. move towards that with relentless drive. 
Excellent. Well, I tell you, sometimes we all feel like, you know, sometimes we can't just say I I was a hot mess in the past tense. Some days we're still all (laughs) a hot mess. And so um, I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, some of the things that got you where you are today. But now, at what point in your life did you think, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to own my own business? Wow. I, you know, I'm, I've been so comfortable in both roles. This is not the first business that I've ever had. Um, and I had a really successful celebrity event planning business. I did a lot of, um, I did a lot of events for country music celebrities and record labels mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, and at that point, I think it was just, I was at, I, I needed more time freedom. Uh-huh. Um, I was the girl that would go rake leaves when I was little so that I could get enough time <laughs> to go to the candy store. I mean, like, I've, I've always had a work ethic. Um, I started babysitting when I was, like, 11 years old. And I had my first job when I was 15, so, um, like, official, you know, at Subway kind of job. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so it's not a complete surprise that you would take a very entrepreneurial-type career. Yeah, because I've just always wanted to be um, independent, and I think that's probably the the biggest driver for me, and when I've worked for different organizations, I've worked for some really large organizations, mm-hmm. I was able to bring the entrepreneurial spirit into my position, and I had a lot of um, flexibility and freedom and autonomy, and that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. I see. So even whenever you did choose to work for other people, you you had kind of a different role than the traditional working for the man kind of job where you, you come in and clock in every day or you, you cut report to work and you oh, yeah. had a that whole lot more. Work. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say that that doesn't fit the mold for so many entrepreneurs just because it's way too regimented. Mm-hmm. But I, I can imagine that even going from a very independent um, role with a company and with a steady paycheck and with an organization with benefits and that sort of thing, to step out and do something completely on your own, there were probably some fears that you had. Did, oh, what fears yeah. did you have, and how did you get past those? Um, <laughs> uh, coaching. <laughs> have you got past them? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I do take my own medicine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, lots and lots and lots of, of fears. And, and I always tell people who are thinking about leaving their roles, um, if, if you're not scared, then your dream isn't big enough. Um, oh, that's great! Well, a way of looking at that. Yeah, it's it's natural, and it's what you do with it. And um, you know, I I had a lot of fears around credibility because I knew it would take me a while to um, get ICF certified. That's that's the sort of kind of the go to certification in the coaching field. Um, I, I wasn't. I was concerned. Just you know, my daughter's a senior; she's going to college. Um, you know, my son's starting private school this fall, and I was just. I didn't know how we were going to do it all, of course, with all the health care changes. This is in 2012, but I worked in human resources, so I kind of had a heads up on what life was going to look like. And, um, you know, there was a lot of fears, but my husband was extremely supportive. He he is more like in the day for the day, and I'm like, think, 10 years from now. Oh, so, uh, okay. So, so it's probably worried you a lot more than it worried him. Oh, yeah. He was like, I mean, my husband thinks, like I'm the greatest thing in the world, so I have to take his confidence in me with a grain of salt. But he's like, "You're awesome. You're awesome at everything you do. You've never, um, you've never allowed yourself to fail because you just keep trying until you get it right, and you're going to make this happen." So it was nice to have that, but um, yeah. having the external per- perception 
and uh, just the deep diving with with my uh-huh. coach Justin. Um, you know, he addressed the fears, he addressed the resistance, he let that come out and live, and he challenged me, and so we could talk through it and and not necessarily push against it, but flow with it. So let me ask you this, because um, there are a lot of business owners out there that that do have coaches or that have had them over the course of their careers, but there's also a lot that have never invested in coaching for themselves. What type of things do you get from the coaching that you get? And, And, you know, you also hear people go, well, Amber's a coach. Why is she getting coaching? But you also know that that's exactly the reason to get coaching, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I would not hire a coach who didn't have their own coach. That's that's asinine. Yeah. And so, so... Can you kind of tell us what coaching can do for a business owner or why you feel like it would be a critical component of their professional development and career development and that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, and everybody listen up because I'm I'm about to, you know, get you right in your gut. All that stuff that's swirling around in your brain, all of those ideas that you have, all of those things that at the end of the day you go, oh, crap, I still haven't gotten that done. The fears that you have about making money, the fears that you have about being successful, the fears that you have about not being successful, the the tug and the pull and the balance and my my kids think I work too much and my husband doesn't uh-huh. think I make enough. A coach comes in there and corrals all of those thoughts and fears and desires and dreams and they they mirror those things back to you to solidify what's really important, what you really want to get done here. Let's make a plan and let's move through that plan together. And and so you have a partner to walk beside you. It's never somebody mm-hmm. just you can have a mentor, but that's not what coaching is about. Coaching is about asking provocative questions of the client to decide where he or she truly wants to go and who he or she truly wants to become. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's so interesting that um that you you know you do talk about all the things that are swirling in, in our heads because even I don't even think that's just an exclusive trait that's in common with every entrepreneur that has a thousand ideas and shiny object syndrome and all these <laughs> yeah. other things but you know I think as pe- you know as people well and especially as we can talk as women in general as well we have so many things that are programmed or have been pre-programmed into our brain from our environment and our upbringing and that sort of thing. And whether they're true or not, and most of the time they're not, we we treat them as if they are completely fact and completely valid uh-huh. so many times and let them have way more influence over what we should be doing than we ever should. Absolutely. And I think I think having a coach or somebody help sort of dissect those thought processes and those thought patterns that we have that are really, when it comes right down to it, they're excuses, they're self-sabotage, they're ways for us to keep from taking action. Oh, yeah. And and, and (laughs) I think to have somebody call us on that is probably a very valid part or could play a very valid part in anybody's life, whether it's in relationships or just in your job as you're working for other people. So I completely see how... um, having that coach would would kind of bring that person into your inner circle that would give them permission to challenge and to say, you you got to get your head straight because it's let me tell you what's point. going on. Yeah. 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 That's, so that's funny great. that you so, said take action too, because if all of my clients would, if, if you said, what would Amber tell you to do? And they would all say, take action. Like, 
that's how you move through fear. Action breeds action. When you, if you're uncertain about an idea that you really feel led, your gut's telling you that's the thing to do. Just take action towards it. And if if mm-hmm. things don't work, then adjust, pivot, try something different. But if you don't try, you never know. You're just still wondering. Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny though because. It, Take action is, uh, you know, it, you hear it over and over in the entrepreneurial circle. You know, it's like we get paralyzed by all these different things and I don't know what to do or I'm stuck or this, that, and the other. But, you know, legitimately, there are people that deal with fear and deal with uncertainty in complete action mode. And sometimes maybe it's reckless action, but uh-huh. they're taking action. It doesn't matter. They're action people and they're going to they're gonna go down trying. There's other people who get completely paralyzed and completely overwhelmed and and really just almost shut down. Uh And so how do you get that type of a person to take action? Is there anything different you would have to do for that type of person versus somebody who is already going to take action? They might just need a little direction on it. So the, the person who has a lot of resistance and is fearful? Yes, and they're and overwhelmed to the point that it's just so overwhelming they shut down. Um, I mean, we, we, that's when, you know, people, people say, oh, you're a business coach. And I'm like, "Eh, yes, I am. I am. I teach. Absolutely. But I'm, I call myself a work-life success coach because there is no differentiation. What's going on in life is what's going on in work and vice versa. Absolutely. Compartmentalized life. (laughs) And, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes it is our life that overwhelms us Mm -hmm. and then it affects our work, you know, so. Yeah. So, so getting back to what you said um, about um, uh, just the resistance and and mm-hmm. and the things that we've been told throughout our our lives, we just really have to go there. We really have to explore. And sometimes we might do some role playing to get some certainty and confidence to to take whatever mm-hmm. action that that is needed. Sometimes just developing a plan and knowing that they can check in with me every single day if they need to build uh-huh. some some certainty. But sometimes we really just have to identify what is the block, and we might have to do some inner freedom type exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, just a shining example. I'm so proud of this client. She was kind of in that whirlwindy. I don't know, and I, I'm not sure. And she did my group program, and and then she came to me afterwards for some one on one. And and we did have to move past frozen. I don't know, so I just don't know what to do next. To here's can't do anything. Correct, right? So she she put we we had a plan. She worked the plan. She was very successful in in that first bit, and then she's taken to the next level. I just got a text message from her yesterday, and she said I just got my first full paying client, and that came from I have no clue. I'm paralyzed. I, I don't want to go the wrong way. Right. So there's power in action. I was going to say, you probably find it extremely rewarding to see that, okay, that person took the next step and the next step and the next step. Now they got their first paying client. And probably I can imagine what will happen over the next several months is that person will now be emboldened to say, I did it the first time, I can do it the next time, and just keep repeating that success or whatever got them to that success. And like you say, success breeds success, and action breeds action. And before you know it, your role completely changes with that person, because then you probably become more like a cheerleader yeah. in a lot of ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the coach to cheerleader, it's all in the same realm, though. So Absolutely. I love that. So, um, Amber, you had mentioned whenever we started talking 
that you might have had a failure along the way. Um, most of us have as well, um, and that's just today, you know. <laughs> so um, can you think of one specific instance that you could give us an example of a failure that you had or, or something that you had that you just weren't successful with, but you learned some extremely valuable lessons that shaped maybe how you do things in the future that other people could hear and possibly learn from? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and I've had... I've had this happen a few times, sometimes more successfully than the other. But mm-hmm. um, I had a partnership that I didn't need, um, honestly. I could have mm-hmm. done it on my own, but I had fear, and it was safe. Uh, and so, um, so I let my fear dictate instead of my own competencies uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and it was fine and it was great and um, and then it didn't go so great because we had different ideas on how the company should move forward and um, and it was it ruined a friendship for a while mm-hmm. and um, you know and without getting into details because it really doesn't matter whose who fault it was or what happened right yeah um, I always what I've learned from that now is if it's something that I can outsource, if it's something that I can pay someone hourly and not give them a piece of my company, then why the heck would I try to have a partner to do something? Like I can do joint venture projects with people, and I love doing that, but there's a start and an end date and clearly defined roles and that sort of thing, and then you don't have to repeat it if it doesn't go well. But right. I just always encourage people when they get all excited and me and my bestie are going to start a business, I'm like, whoa, slow your roll. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about and, what this looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people, you know, really, people enter into those things truly with the best intentions sure. and with a very Pollyanna view of how it's going to go. But so many times, you know, you hear people in business planning talk about you need to have an exit strategy mm-hmm. and you need to, each of you know what's going to happen when this could go, if it, if this goes south, even mm-hmm. though you don't think it will, because no one does, you know. Mm-hmm. But so many people have either had businesses or relationships ruined by not properly planning those type things. So I do think that is great advice that's really relevant to a lot um, you know, a lot of business owners, especially um, especially starting out, like you said, you it was it was the fear or the insecurity that probably drove you to have the com- to seek the comfort of a partner or somebody else just because you weren't in it alone. Right. But there's a price to pay for not trusting yourself and not just saying, you know what, I'm going it alone, and if I fail, I fail. If I succeed, I succeed. But I don't have to ruin any relationships or share my business with other people. So. Yeah, and if I could just kind of put a cherry on top of that story. Sure. One of the the biggest reasons why I chose to do that is because, like, so many people tell me, and it drives me crazy, I didn't feel like a business person. I I knew I was good at what it was that I did, but I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I could be an accountant and deal with all, you know, those. Mm -hmm. The reality is those type of things aren't, you can outsource those things. It's not a big deal. Like if if you can, you know, balance your checkbook at home, you can run a business. I mean, yes, it takes dedication and diligence, but I think the the most hysterical part is that I made that decision then years and years and years and years ago, and now I'm a business coach. So Mm -hmm. that is, 
that's the end of the that's the happy end of the story. <laughs> well, and you know, I was going to say too the the whole thing is is that there's no business owner that feels that they have a competency level across the board, whether it be in marketing or accounting or human uh, resources Absolutely. or you know, I mean, nobody has those competencies just innately within them. But what you find as a business owner is you're constantly learning, and whenever you whenever it's a wise investment of your time to learn to do whatever yourself, you probably do that. And when it's not, or it's something you absolutely hate, if you're not like an accounting or math person and you hate numbers and all, great, find the best person you can pay to do that and you take that off your plate. And so I think a lot of those a lot of those fears and insecurities about not feeling or feeling like you're so new to business you don't know are again those things that are pre-programmed in our brain that mm-hmm. we don't, you know, that's the imposter syndrome. You're, you're not really a business person. You're not really somebody that's, you know, that's capable of doing this. You know, other people are, but you're not, and it's not valid. So nobody has it all down pat, and everyone else just hires good people <laughs> to do right. those things they can't do. That and that's, that's role, the key. Yeah, 80% exactly. of your time where you rock and and 20% of the time doing the stuff you have to to prepare your documents to send to your CPA. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, or your, your human resources or your right. you know, employment people that you know, you've know you outsourced it all to. So that's definitely great advice. So now, Amber, you in the last uh, several years have taken out, uh, started taking off on this new adventure of doing your own business coaching and training and um, life coaching and, and that sort of thing. And so I was just wondering, as you were launching a new business, what resources did you find within your community? Because I know you're, you know, being right outside of Nashville, you've got a great local business community within Nashville. But what resources were most helpful to you getting your business off the ground? Well, um, this is where I'm kind of the weirdo in Nashville. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's got to be others. <laughs> yeah. We formed a club. Um, well, you know what they say about Key West. It's where I am. It's where the weird go pro. So you, Nashville's got nothing on us. So weird is perfectly fine here. Yeah, I embrace weird because if normal is, I, I want no part of that. <laughs> exactly. I knew going, you know, again, I've, I've had successful businesses before that I, I ended up my choice of lifestyle. That's it. I mean, they were not, they didn't go under or anything. But um, the... What I knew going into this new season is that I had a very strong network, and I, I knew I had the, the, you know, the human resources—not like HR, but the human resources—to help me grow my business. What I needed to really figure out was um, the the new confangled way of doing business and leveraging internet tools, and um, mm. and so I just immersed myself in that. Um, I I just had so much appreciation and love for John Lee Dumas and um Kate Erickson of Entrepreneur on Fire. Absolutely uh, love another, them. Yes, they they have just been so good to me. Um I was one of the founding fifty members of Fire Nation Elite, which is a small, small compared to his audience, small mastermind. Well, um and it was even small. I was going to say Fire Nation Elite was even smaller then than it is now because it's much larger now. Yeah, they they cap it at a hundred, and then they've got Podcasters Paradise, which is you know it, I don't think I have the cap to it. Yeah, but, I think it's at six hundred or more right oh, now. Oh wow, so, that's you know. great. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm a I don't podcast. I'm a member just because I love John and Kate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you got to admire what they've done. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. So. 
they brought in a lot of um, resources. You know, we have people come in and do, um, you know, private trainings like Chris Brogan and Chris oh, Ducker. Yeah. And, and these are just relationships that we've been able to build. Um, and, and I've learned so much. Um, so I immersed myself into um, new business uh, uh, strategy and theology as well as um, online marketing. And so now that I've got all that under my belt, I'm able to leverage those tools and resources and knowledge and, and help my clients with their brick and mortar businesses be able to leverage those same tools as well. So, um, and, and don't you find uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, don't you find that that is truly a weak area for many brick and mortar business owners? That that the on, I mean, it's not just the online uh, tools and and knowing what's available out there for efficiency or productivity and those sorts of things, but knowing how actually that fits in with their business or how to use that to drive people to their business. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's a struggle, and and because I, I hear it every day when I talk to the business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I I kind of kid when people ask me about you know who's your ideal client, and I say, well, typically my clients are Wilma Flintstone trying to live in a Jane Jetson world. And <laughs> I mean that's it's the god honest truth. It's uh-huh. and, and it's so rewarding for me. Uh, for example, I had a, a client who. Um, she was. She had text messaged me. I love getting these types of text messages. <laughs> um, these successes. It's so awesome. And she said, you know, my team was up twelve thousand um, dollars. Wow. Last month, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's huge. That's so wonderful. How are you going to celebrate with your team? And uh-huh. so she didn't have that figured out. And I and so I shared with her a video that I I have a virtual team. So. I shared with her a video that I sent to um, one of my gals in the Philippines, and I said, you can do this. And it was like cricket. Yeah. <laughs> it took her two hours, which isn't too bad, by the way. It's no, that's hours. actually not. And she had a recognition video with all of her pictures and cool in the gang, and, you know, and it was so yeah. empowering for her, so then she was able to take the next step. So you, you dip your toe, and you're like, oh, I, I can do this. Yeah. And you move forward. But but I have to say, whether you go to SCORE locally, and I've done all those things yes. before with my previous businesses, uh-huh. I'm an eternal learner. I, I'm doing Marie Forleo's B school. I've done, you know, coaching. Oh, I went mm-hmm. to coaching school. I've, I've done, you know, additional coaching programs. And if I'm not in a program or taking something or, you know, self-study type thing, then something's gone bad wrong. I must be on vacation or something. Yeah, really. <laughs> Well, you know, that's something that's a valid point as well because so many brick-and-mortar business owners get to a point where they're so busy working in their business that they don't get to work on their business Mm -hmm. or even on themselves and on their skill sets. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a completely – I mean, it – you should not feel badly investing in yourself whenever yeah. the business relies on you as off. the leadership. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I love I love that you've done that, and I love that you can help brick-and-mortar business owners kind of bridge that, I don't know whether it's a learning gap or a, you know, sometimes it is a generational thing, and I'll tell you, I'm I'm feeling that the older I get, that the new technology coming around is, is something I'm having to struggle to keep up with. But, um, but you're podcasting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And it's and I was going to say, you know, John Lee Dumas has been one of I've been listening to him from his very first awkward, you know, 
awkward interviews. <laughs> and that, you know, I drove two hours to to work each way um, whenever I was in Columbia, South Carolina, and I listened to every audiobook at the library until I ran out, and then I found podcasting, and so I was a super consumer of that. And so I know even besides all the online programs, you can learn about anything you need to from a podcast as well. Yeah. So um, there's just, I mean, I think so many entrepreneurs and business owners have this, insatiable desire to continue to learn and you know it's like don't do not try to sit me down with a fiction book and make me get into that but you give me some kind of great book of you know utility or you know jab 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 right hook and Uh, I can sit there all day long you know and other people are just like oh my gosh do you never give yourself a break well you I love that I love, love that stuff yeah and so I think that is so um good for business owners to be able to feed that part of themselves and not get so wrapped up in their uh, business. And, you know, I, one thing, one of the things I think so many um, of the that brick and mortar businesses can learn from the online entre- entrepreneurs is that streamlining your processes, oh and my your, goodness. Your, your procedures and that sort yeah. of thing so that you're doing it once and then in that same process, you're you're recording it or showing it how to be done, so you don't have to continually keep investing your time in training uh-huh. and training and training. And so, I do think there's just a lot that can be shared between the online business and brick and mortar business. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. excited too. I've I've um, I, I have an office on the square in downtown Lebanon. I mean, you can't get any more. Down home Lebanon, yeah, <laughs> and, um, and I've, I've got a, a classroom um, in in my office suite. So I'm hosting um, a class a week throughout the month of May for local businesses in the greater Nashville area that they, they can come and they can learn some of these new things where I can show them, you know, face to face. It's not an online mm-hmm. program because they're not there yet, but hopefully. Right, yeah these brick and mortars can come in and get comfortable with some of the um, ideas that I'm sharing, whether it's, you know, social media made easy or build your virtual team or, you know, mm-hmm. make a three-month marketing oh, yeah. plan or whatever, that then they can be empowered to register for an online module type thing and, and, and feel right. good about exploring that. Well, and I think that's probably a good way for people to get their feet wet is is by being in in your physicality so mm-hmm. you can show them and walk them through that because let's face it there are um a lot there's a lot of lag between even a lot of brick and mortar stores uh mortar businesses getting e-commerce going on their websites uh-huh. and that sort of thing or even getting interact anything interactive that's not just a static homepage you know right. um you know even getting their about page or you know kind of introducing their business and their employees to their customers uh-huh. is very difficult sometimes for brick and mortar so i'm glad you're focused on helping that local business community get there because I think the more they get there, um, the more they're also going to be able to capture uh, that younger demographic within their brick-and-mortar business, you know, because let's face it, if, you, if, you, if you're not going to embrace the tools, you're going to lose a whole generation of customers. Exactly. So, and and I, I do so stress that. It's like, okay, yeah, you're the big dog in town right now, but what happens when a whippersnapper, I mean, and, and I'm yeah. not getting political here, but look at Obama. 
He came in. Yeah. He used social media, and he kicked everybody's Absolutely. tail. Absolutely, and it wasn't. It hadn't been done that way before. Exactly, it wasn't playing by. I mean, and that's the whole thing with the internet and the the apps and all the things that can be done now. Local business is not the same ball game it was, and 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 you with when you're dealing with brick and mortar, you have many businesses that have been passed down. You know, and they're on the second and third or fourth generation of the business, and the the business can't be the same and, and still continue to thrive. So it's definitely um, important to recognize the shifts that are changing um, within our marketing uh, needs that business owners really have to embrace. Otherwise, you do have a lower um, success rate many times, you know, and I hate to say that, but it's, it's, it is true. So now let me ask you this for your business right now. What types of marketing strategies are you using that are working for you that you think would also work with another small business? Well, I have such a strong event background, so I do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that That of, is a huge thing. That really is. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's easy for me to host something live, whether that's, um, you know, going out and speaking to an organization or getting hired to speak or doing an all-day small business boot camp or having these type of things at my office um, where people pay something. It's a very affordable entry price. You know, it's part of my sales mm -hmm. funnel is the entry is something that they're comfortable with and comfortable paying. Um, and then from there, I have other options. So I would say that um, definitely events-based marketing, experiential marketing is, is one of my key things. Um, I have used Facebook extensively. Um, I'm currently in I told you I'm I, I, I'm an endless student. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm in yeah. Amy Porterfield's private group. Um, there's, oh, I love her too. Gosh, it, she's she good. The, she's good. She really is. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I just got off a live training with her yesterday. Mind blown. I cannot wait to implement some of the things that she she taught us about um, dark posts and all kinds of stuff that we don't have yeah. to get into. But sure. um, I mean, I've been following her since before she started her podcast. And okay, yeah, um, when she was just doing Facebook marketing. Yeah, and then also joint ventures, um, and that's another you know common internet marketing kind of um, terminology. But I've I've always done this um, live and you know brick small business local is find who else in your community is a complementary, not competitive business. So, like, right. for me, attorneys or perhaps um, CPAs or, um, you know, maybe health coaches or a gym, those are all people that I could partner with to do events mm -hmm. or I can share advertising expenses or, or whatever. And so mm -hmm. now we're co-mingling audiences. They're, they're getting – my audience is getting to know them. Their audience is getting to know me. And there mm -hmm. could be some, some synergy there. So, um, Well, and even since you've got the space to – to house classroom and conferences or, or that sort of thing. What a great what a great use of your resources. Yes. However, you know, if people are running their business out of their well, I guess brick and mortar they're gonna have a, a storefront, but just say you just run an office and you don't have yeah. the space to do that. Most of the time your chamber of commerce might have a conference room you can host things in. Yeah. Um you can get I I'm a social member at one of the few country clubs in my community and so one of the perks of, of being that, which is not an expensive um cost. There's a little bit of a uh -huh. of an entry, you know, fee. But right. I can use their space for free. I just have to order food or coffee or whatever I'm offering. Uh -huh. But 
just be strategic and and don't don't say oh I don't know how to do that. Brainstorm. Right. Okay, what's or, what's blocking you from doing that? What are five ways that you can overcome that that block? I love that because we do sometimes say, well, I don't have the space to do that. So mark it off the list. It's not possible. You know, um, I always go back to, you know, Diana Nyad's the one that swam from Cuba to Key West last year. And mm-hmm. I, she, one of her, you know, of course, being inspir- completely inspirational is, is at her age and accomplishing that after failing so many times. But one of the mantras that she continues to, as she's out on the motivational speaking circuit now, she's, she continues to say, Find a way. Yes. Doesn't matter what you think and what your ob- find a way because you can if you're looking for a way and you will find a way. And uh-huh. if you really are hungry and you want to do it, same thing with you know doing joint ventures or, or trying to get uh, your audience collaborating with another you know target market with someone that's a collaborator, not a competitor within your community. You know if you reach out, you'll find a way. You might run into some no's. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you will if you're asking enough. If you're not running into no's, I don't think you're asking enough. So right. I, definite, I definitely think um, that brick-and-mortar people need to really um, not be afraid to step out of their comfort zone with that kind of thing because I know it's a, it's a little bit hard when you haven't ever done something like that before, but how rewarding is it if you pull off an event and do it successfully? And it's such a great news tag, too. I'm, I'm, I have a degree in public relations and advertising, so that's helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, when you have an event, you have something that your local newspaper can go to and take pictures of. And as an example, when I had my event planning business before I took it to the level that it was, um, I wanted to host the biggest business after hours for the chamber is always a holiday one. Well, I found out yeah. through the grapevine that the person that the, the the hospital that normally hosted it and it was, you know, alcohol and everything, everybody came yeah. to it, pulled out for whatever reason. Something happened. And I, I'm, here I am, a single mom, um, right. you know, starting a business. Wow. Well, I don't have the money to finance a full thing like this, but I knew that I could make it a wow experience. So I got with a big um, uh, venue and I said, do you want to partner with me on this? Yes. Check. I picked some uh. a new restaurant. Would you want to cater some of this and you know have that exposure for your new restaurant? Check. I had a dessert pur- purveyor. They did little um, desserts. I had um, a local landscaping per- person come in, and we did like a winter wonderland. So we had like a huge Christmas wow. tree and plants everywhere. And um, I just brought together all the different people who also could not do that on their own. Sure. But come, and we ended up on the front page of the newspaper. See, and I love that, though, because all you did is take other community resources that were probably about the same place you were in your business. You mm-hmm. know, no one being able to completely underwrite the costs or absorb it in your, you know, huge corporate budgets like a hospital could. But to add all those resources together, what a what a rich experience just from having that many local businesses work together. And suddenly their networks are growing and their, right. you know, customer base is, is growing because they're exposed more. So I love that. And love we the collaboration. We told everybody, if you're coming, you have <sighs> Oh. It was a white winter wonderland. There were just so many layers that got people talking and you know uh-huh. building up to it. And it, it was, I just be creative, be creative and and build on the relationships that you're get out there talking to people. Be friends with your business neighbors. Yeah, and you know I think sometimes so many people 
it's well, yeah, no, no, for me even especially, we wait for people to give us sometimes permission or you know like so if, if you know no no one told me I needed to do an event or no one told me I should do this or that. Well, no one needs to give you permission. Just go and do it and try it and see mm-hmm. if it doesn't work. You know what? Say either I need to tweak it or do something different next time to make it a success, or I need to not try it again and waste my time. But could it be a success? It mm-hmm. might be in a completely different way that you would have never expected. So mm-hmm. I love that love that you were able to use the live event to uh compete with with a bigger company that didn't, you know, didn't want that exposure. Maybe they didn't need that exposure anymore. And so look what it did for the community though. Now one of the things I like to ask of my business owners that I have on the phone, um, we like to know if you have identified any holes in the market. And you're actually the first business owner that I've interviewed from the Nashville area, and I hope to get um, more on the show eventually. But are there products and services that you would love to source locally within your community, but you just can't find them? We want to give people ideas if they're looking to get into a brick-and-mortar business of things that might not be available. Well, I know, at, at least in my community, and um, I'm 30, 30 miles east of downtown Nashville, my office specifically. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm out in a suburb. Um, but if you're not right downtown or in Green Hills or Cool Springs where all of the country music celebrities live, you don't have um, a lot of options for holistic type, um, you know, food or um, mm-hmm. that that sort of thing. And we, this community in particular, and I know other surrounding communities have just been, you know, after Whole Foods and Fresh Market and that sort of thing. Um, I, we do have chiropractors and um, we might have a couple colonics people, but I mm-hmm. think that is such a growing industry that more and more people are becoming aware of the need to treat themselves well and to eat well yes. and to, yeah. um, you know, all of the different um, popular movies that are out, like, you know, Food Inc. and that sort of thing. Yes, yes. I, it, if someone could come in and, and have a smoothie shop or, you know, like, mm-hmm. we're not like, not the ones with all the chemicals in it, but true smoothies. Right, or, but true made from fresh ingredients. Or juicing or, you know, juice on demand, which is becoming popular in Nashville but still hasn't hit it out in, in the suburbs. Um, and, you know, the just a fresh market type thing, like the organic grocery store. Sure. Anything like that, I think, at least we're kind of progressive in that sense uh-huh. in the greater Nashville area. You wouldn't think of it with us being in the south, but there's a huge demand and not enough people meeting that demand. Wow, great information. Definitely something to look into for anyone that's kind of in the area. And not just that, but, you know, just outside of the larger cities sometimes, you know, those are the people that aren't going to drive in uh-huh. to, you know, the big city just to get a smoothie. You know, it doesn't. Right. You, you're conscious about your carbon footprint and all these other things, so you're certainly not going to, you know, drive for that, and you'd only get that whenever you went into town. But having that available as you are out and about in your own town. That's a great idea. Amber, one of the things I like to do before um, I let you go today is give you an opportunity to promote anything going on with your business because you've been completely generous with your time and giving us so many things that you've learned along your journey. So what what do our listeners need to know that's going on with your business right now that may benefit them? Well, a couple things. Um, you're absolutely more than welcome to visit AmberHurdle.com. 
Okay, and, and, and we'll link up to that in the show notes for sure. Perfect, thank you. And and right on the front, you can opt in to get what I call my work life success guide. It's a little ebook that has some processes, everything from preparing, conducting, and and wrapping up, uh, following up with with meetings to um, organizing your life at home. There's templates and tools to hit the easy button and work smarter, not harder. So that's that's oh, my gift that. to everyone. Okay, um, perfect. And if you get that, then you get on my, my newsletter. And my desire is to be that newsletter that you get excited about and you don't automatically delete. Because I give business wow. resources in it every single week. Like cool stuff that is going to make your business or your life better. Um, yeah. And, and even for my corporate people, I have some leadership tools in there too. Um, so you can skim it real quick. It's a, it's a good thing. And then the other thing is um, you can see all over my website there there are different opportunities where you can schedule um, a free complimentary coaching consultation. Oh, good. Okay. I'm, I know, I always say this, I am not the coach for everyone. So when somebody calls me, it is so no, like I, I don't have any expectation for the outcome. We just talk gotcha. about your business. We talk about how I do my coaching. If it's a fit, mm-hmm. then we move forward. And if not, then I will actually probably encourage you to find a different type of coach or I might gotcha. have somebody I can refer you to. So. I see. So it's definitely no obligation, but it's something mm-hmm. worth exploring to see Absolutely. if it's a good fit. And sometimes Perfect. you might just realize you're not ready for a coach yet, but you walk away with something that gives you more clarity about your situation. Sure. Excellent. Well, all, always good things to check into for sure. Now, we've got your website, AmberHurdle.com. Where else can we find you on the web? Because I want to put all the links in the show notes for this podcast. I am everywhere. <laughs> I'm a social media junkie. Um, I'm on Twitter, um, at Amber Hurdle. I'm on Facebook, um, slash Amber Hurdle Fan, Google Plus, Amber Hurdle Fan. And, yes, I'm on there, and I use it, and I think everybody should. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Amber Hurdle. I'm on Instagram, A Hurdle. Um, Pinterest, Amber Hurdle. It's pretty easy. It's either Amber Hurdle or Amber Hurdle Fan. You can't go wrong. Okay, perfect. Well, I will link up to all those um, places in the uh, show notes so people can definitely go right from our page to your page and find you. Um, Any parting thoughts, last bit of wisdom you'd like to share with us before we let you get on your way today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, If if Take action is my number one phrase. I would say just do you. Just do Uh. you. The more that you do you and the more that you put who you are as a human being out into the world, the more you're going to attract the right people to come into your life, the right customers, the right joint venture partners. Um, When you're trying to be something else than who you authentically are, then you don't get the right customer, and life becomes frustrating. So Mm -hmm. learn about who you are as as an individual and as a professional and emit that into the world. Excellent advice. I love that. Do more of you. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think some people don't realize. They don't have to follow somebody else's mold. Make your own mold. Love that. Amber, I cannot thank you enough for spending time with us today and sharing all about your business and your life and your journey and what's brought you here and um, the things that you have to offer as a uh, coach to other business owners and that sort of thing. So it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I can't thank you enough for the time you've invested today. Well, I appreciate um, you letting me be a guest and and sharing your audience with me. It's it's been fun. Excellent. Thank you so much. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon, okay? You too. All right, bye-bye. 
Localist, I need your help. If you've appreciated this podcast today, I need you to go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, tell us what you think about the podcast. It is so important for us to expand our reach to be able to have those iTunes ratings and reviews. That way, other people can find us much easier whenever they're looking for things about local brick and mortar businesses. So go to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a rating. You cannot imagine how important it is to us. You can find show notes to everything we discussed in this podcast on our website. So go there. It's www.brickandmortarreporter.com. You can see all the links to anything we discussed. And also you can leave us any comments or any questions that you have. It's the best way to get in touch with us. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.